I'm here today with Bob Wyckoff and Roger Debray of Tweedy Brown Asset Management. They're one of the fund managers in our global equity fund. Bob, let me start with you. Clearly markets have performed quite well in the last 12 months, but I think part of the factor of that has been the performance of defensive shares over cyclical shares. As value investors, how has that affected the performance of your portfolio? Well, Chris, we own both uh, defensive kinds of securities as well as more cyclical securities, and you're absolutely right. The Nestle's, the Diageo's, the Heineken's of the world have, have done extraordinarily well over the last several years. And uh, with concerns about economic growth, particularly here in Europe, some of the industrial cyclicals haven't done quite as well. You're absolutely right. But as value investors, uh, we get pricing opportunities in, in those securities. So what we've seen in our portfolio over the last year or two um, is we've begun to trim a little bit some of the uh, con branded consumer products companies, the defensive names, the food, tobacco stocks, beverage company stocks, uh, and the new ideas that are coming into the portfolio where we're getting pricing opportunities tend to be in some of the more cyclical names. You previously described your approach as not about buying recovery shares, but about buying shares at an attractive price. In the current environment, how, how has that meant uh, you've affected your investment process? Yeah, I mean, I would say that we're willing to buy both uh, good businesses and recovery securities. Um, obviously, if given a choice, uh, if we have a great business at an extraordinarily cheap price, uh, we get very, very interested. Uh, but we're also willing to buy businesses that uh, might have stumbled recently or, or having a difficult time that we think is not secular but more cyclical. Uh, and we will get involved uh, in, those, in those securities as well. But I would say, if given the choice, we'd, we'd love to have the better business as opposed to the recovery security. Roger, let me turn to you now. Tweedy Brand is clearly a US organization, but I believe you're based in London. Uh, how, can you help our listeners understand what advantages that gives you compared to other solely based US organizations? Sure, Chris. The, um, we've had an office in London since the, uh, since the early 90s, and that's been our only uh, office abroad. Uh, we think it's useful to have uh, uh, people on the ground uh, locally uh, because the exposure is, is different in, the, in terms of the press and the <coughs> what matters a lot also is company visits. So when companies come through, uh, especially on the smaller caps that tend to not always make it across the ocean, and we have a lot of small cap investments, that's handy because we, can, we get to see them uh, in London, so that helps us too. Um, uh, other than that, I would say, you know, what drives our jobs is the, uh, is, is the reading of annual reports, the study of companies, so you could also say that, you know, we could do that anywhere, but we, we do think that it adds extra flavor to, uh, to what we do, to have the local presence. It helps having more people in more time zones in what we do. Let's continue on the theme of European markets. I believe you um, added Roche to the portfolio a couple of years ago. Uh, can you perhaps give us an update on how that investment has fared since acquisition? The, uh, uh, at the time, it was uh, when we bought it around uh, the 130 to 140 area, there was a lot of skepticism about the uh, <coughs> ability of the, of the company to grow. It has uh, had fantastic uh, uh, growth in its can cancer drugs, which make up, make up the bulk of its profitability. Um, some of these drugs uh, come, you know, of course, will be up, up for expiry. The patents will expire. But 
it seems that the the, uh, the franchises of these cancer of these uh, of those but the um, the biological drugs is much more protect protected than the uh, than it is for traditional smaller smaller molecules, and so the price drops that you're going to see on patent expiry are nowhere near what they will be on uh, what they are traditionally on uh, on a smaller drug. So. Um, it's, it's been growing its sales in the 5 to 7% bracket. Uh, we bought it at uh, probably 12 times earnings with a great yield. Uh, um, and the future, the future is looking good. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's more or less our thinking. The, uh, the drugs will continue to do well. The cancer, cancer franchise is very, very strong. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything you'd like to add. Yeah, I would just add that uh, when it acquired Genentech uh, many, many years ago, uh, uh, with that acquisition, it has become, to a great degree, the biopharma leader, if you will, in uh, biological drugs. And as Roger said, uh, generic attacks, if you will, when patents expire, uh, it's much more expensive for the generic drug companies to develop a biological drug, and therefore you don't have the dramatic decline in price in those drugs that you that you would have in more traditional drugs. So uh, that with a cheap price and a terrific yield uh, it made a lot of sense for us. So, Bob, let's talk about a stock that you've sold recently. Um, I know you had a position in Vodafone and, and that's now gone from the portfolio and I think our listeners would be particularly interested in respect of the recent disposal of the Verizon stake. Well, going back to the beginning of the year uh, and throughout the year, there's been discussion uh, about the sale of uh, Vodafone's interest in Verizon Wireless back to Verizon. So one of the things that made uh, Vodafone very attractive uh, is it owned an interest in Verizon Wireless, which has grown uh, very dramatically over the last uh, many years. Uh, and we knew at some point, or felt strongly at some point, that Verizon would, would want the rest of the company back, if you will. Uh, and a rumored deal has been uh, discussed for many months now. And when that happened, the price of Vodafone rose. It rose up to what our calculation of intrinsic value was. Uh, and we decided that we would uh, sell the stock and, and move on. Uh, since a deal has actually been announced uh, and the price uh, that the deal was done at was a, a, a bit higher than the valuation we had put originally on the company, but we didn't leave very much on the table uh, when we sold Vodafone when we did. And, uh, and we felt the prospects for Vodafone going forward uh, were a little bit more uncertain uh, in Europe. It's competitive business, uh, um, and uh, we decided when the stock got to fair value, it was time to move on, and we did. So have you sold any of the other holdings in the portfolio recently? There haven't been a lot of uh, sales in the portfolio. Uh, Kimberly Clark was a, a stock that we sold in the portfolio that had approached our uh, measure of full value for the security, and we decided to, to move on. There was a spinoff from Siemens, which is a stock we hold in the portfolio called Osram. Uh, we sold the spinoff. After it, after it was spun off, it, it rose in price, and. Uh, we felt uh, it was time to move on, and we did. I want to talk about another company that's been in the news recently. That's G4S. 
have you fared um, in that investment in the portfolio? I, I would say that the, um, you know, we all know about the controversies, you know, the, uh, in the penal system in the UK, we have a, 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 a takeover that uh, shareholders didn't, uh, didn't seem to like and stopped. And then of course we had the problem with the Olympics. Um, of late, uh, we thought that there may, may be a big bath approach, which hasn't happened yet. That is to say, a, a large restructuring in the company and the share issue, which we have had, but which was much smaller than it could have been. So we were, we were kind of happy about that. It's of course very, uh, what shall we say, easy to think of this company as very troubled from the point of view of, of a UK person. But we should not forget that the UK is a, is a limited part of this of this company and it does very, very well in, uh, in other markets and especially also in emerging markets which make up 35 to 40% of the, uh, of the EBIT now. So um, we, we try to take a step back and look at it uh, on, a, on a sort of total group way rather than sort of saying, well, we're in the UK and the sentiment is bad. Um, that's the one thing. And then we also think that there's room for the margins of the company to, uh, to get better. And we also think that <coughs> security businesses are going to grow because there is more and more concern of, uh, of securities uh, over security anyway. So uh, that these are that's the kind of thinking that we that we utilize. With all of that in mind, uh, we decided to uh, you know to uh, to stay invested in this, and we've added a little bit, and we've we've been okay. And the the near term issues that the company has faced as providing has provided us with pricing opportunities so that we could add to our position, and and we've done so. Uh, over the last year. Uh, Long-term prospects we feel are very good. It pays a very, very attractive dividend. It's cheap, it's safe, and as Roger says, uh, the prospects for growth in the emerging markets uh, are, are terrific. It's one of the dominant security companies in the world. And when a corporation decides that they're going to expand their footprint into the emerging markets, it's a natural uh, for G4S to be a part of that expansion. Everything that I think you describe is an investment approach at Tweedy Brown that's steady as she goes. Um, it, it's continuing in the long-term way in which Tweedy Brown has always uh, invested. Why do you think investors should still have confidence going forward? As uh, our, our partner uh, Will Brown always says, if Tweedy Brown was a restaurant, there would be only one thing on the menu, and that is cheap stocks. So that is probably the best way to get back to you, uh, you know, in answer to that. To that, things don't change. We always just hunt for cheap stocks, and and that's all we do. Bob, Roger, thank you very much indeed for your time. You're very thank welcome. Thank you, Chris. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.